Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Pro Beautiful podcast. I had a friend write with such a beautiful question. So she was invited to be on an intercessory prayer team during a time of deliverance for a troubled child. So it sounds like there would be several people in the room praying in the background, and then the deliverance team would be actively participating. So she asked if I had any tips on how to prepare to be an intercessor in the background effectively. And I love this question. This is something that I love to do. Oh, it's so good. So first of all, if I'm going to go and be an intercessor in the background, I want to make sure that I have done the probably the strong warfare prayer or at least a prayer of protection. I also want to make sure that I've done any kind of cutting free prayer even before I begin. So those are both in the strong warfare prayer. Oh, excuse me. They're in the good spiritual hygiene book that just came out on Amazon. So there's additional just helpful prayers that I pray on a regular basis. To me, that is one of the resources I have been the most excited to have released because it is so practical and so immediately actionable. (laughs) Makes me very happy. So yeah, good spiritual hygiene. It's kind of a joke because if you think about how we need to go and brush our teeth and take showers, that's nobody's horrified by that. Like, oh my goodness, I'm sweaty and stinky again. Like, no, it's just part of life. And so in the spirit, we also run into things that make us a little bit stinky sometimes and we need to go and get cleaned off. So anyway, so that's that's what I do beforehand. And then when I'm in the room, It's really just a matter of saying, Lord, we welcome your presence. There is something about holding space for people to interact with the Lord. I think about how uh, when I am in a space, I always carry AirPods in my pocket. And I also have my cell phone, of course, on silent. But there are times, depending on the situation, where I might need to step out of the room for a little bit and put on a worship song that the Lord has given me. For me, I I don't necessarily sing, but I dance. And I'm not trained. It's not... <laughs> it, you might think it looks more like flailing. That's totally fine. It's um, There's just something about movement that the Lord gives me at times. I have had it also where I will be sitting in the room and all of a sudden I'll be like, I am about to wail. And It's like I can tell that the grief is starting to get, it's like, it's kind of like rising up and I am going to have to get out to a space that's going to be safe for me to loudly cry for a little while. And I appreciate it when I'm in a location where I can just go and maybe walk along driveway or if I need to, I'll go and sit in the car or I'll bury my face in some clothes or something. Just like I need to be able to be Ah, quiet. I need to be able, or I need to be in a place where I'm not going to disturb the people in that environment. But if I need to make the noises and wail with the grief that I'm feeling from God's heart, I need to be able to do that. So, ah, 
I don't usually feel like I'm tied to a specific space. Uh, this would be something to clarify with the organizers. But oftentimes for me, it's like I will have a sense like now I'm supposed to just stand at the back quietly with my arms at my sides. Now I'm supposed to stand at the back with my arms in the air. Now I'm supposed to step just outside the threshold and be not like walking the hallway or something, but just like outside the room holding space for what's going on. And then I uh, do speak in tongues, so I will pray in tongues usually most of the time. And then uh, that's just, it's not out loud even. It's not supposed to be audible. It's supposed to be just my mouth maybe is moving, but there shouldn't be a sound coming forth. And then sometimes though, there'll be thoughts in English like, okay, I'm feeling just a lot of anger or fury. And so then there's a level of saying, Nope, I'm identifying that. I'm not partnering with that. I, Lord, take that or I send that spirit of anger to you, Jesus. And in the place of that, I'm asking for your peace to come into this space. And one of the things that I absolutely love about praying in groups that are praying powerful and effective prayers is that it's almost like you get to drag on one another's giftings. And so I know I will have an upgrade in my ability to uh, see visions. <laughs> Normally, I think I'm usually the person who's like, well, I'm just feeling kind of sad right now, or I'm, I'm feeling lonely or upset or something. But if I am in a group of people, then it's much more likely for me to say something like, oh, I am seeing that this is like a cistern that has gotten all muddied and the water is just stagnant and it needs to be released or whatever the picture might be. But they come to mind a lot more readily because I'm using or I'm dragging on somebody else's gifts. And that's precious. That's like a, a little upgrade of of joy of saying, oh, other people have gifts in prayer and I get to experience a little taste of what it's like to be them. How beautiful is that? Um, I would also say if you are interceding on behalf of someone else, it's real work. <laughs> it is not... I know that there are missionary biographies and other things that will be like, well, prayer is the real work of preparation or whatever they might say. But I think it's easy to kind of pass that over and think, well, but really it's not that intense or it's really not that hard or something. But it actually is. It's very draining to go and pray for an extended time, especially over an environment that is um, a challenging environment. And so one of the things to just acknowledge about that is that after the fact, you are going to need downtime. You're going to need rest and recovery time. You're going to need time to allow the Lord to speak into your life and boost you up again in the spirit. So when we think about Jesus, after one of his ministry times, he would go away by himself. He would send the disciples on kind of like, this has been great peeps, but I need to have a little more time on my own with the father because I'm just wiped out. And then we also see him sleeping in the bottom of the boat while everybody around him is freaking out, but he's just that wiped out. And so that is not bad. If that happens to you, that just means that you were discharging your duty effectively, that you were stewarding the gift well, and that, yeah, that you're doing well. So 
depending on who is leading the the prayer in the background, it could be that after the person being prayed over departs, that there is a specific person who is on point, who's supposed to clear out the room in a spiritual sense. So I know for me, if I'm doing healing prayer one-on-one with someone, I always like to linger a little bit, kind of send them out alone. And then I just take a little bit of time with Jesus, just a couple minutes. I mean, this is not like some long process normally anyway. And just thank him. I usually will have some water and I'll stick my finger in it and say, I bless this water for cleansing. And then I do the sign of the cross on my head, my hands, my feet, sometimes over my head. Sometimes I just kind of want to wipe it over my whole body. That's totally fine. I feel like that is just a... Whether that is specifically, um, we could call that a prophetic act if, if anything else makes you uncomfortable. I feel like prophetic acts are actually good things to do. We see them in the scripture regularly. So if you're not quite ready to deal with holy water or blessed water, that seems maybe a little too Catholic. That's totally fine. Maybe think of it then as just a prophetic act that you're doing to partner with the Lord to say, I really do want to be cleansed from anything that might have gotten on me during that interaction. And then I know there, I have seen teams minister where they all do that to one another. They uh, wipe the blessed water on each other's feet and hands, maybe foreheads too. And then there's the chance to say, I'm just blessing this room as I leave. For me, I love to sing the doxology. I love that sense of leaving a place spiritually at rest. But I also recognize that isn't always my place. If I'm invited into somebody else's space, then uh, that might be somebody else's role. But if nobody else seems to be like, I'm here to really close this room down well, then I want to be the one to close the room down well, because that feels like a good and responsible (laughs) thing to do. And responsibility is very high for me in my different strengths and giftings. So I hope that that's helpful. It is such a privilege to be invited to intercede on behalf of what the Lord is doing in someone else's life. So Jesus, thank you that you call the intercessors to to work with you. We thank you that you actually do give us this as work, (laughs) that it's not, it's, it's something. It's kind of astonishing to me, Lord, how easy it is to bypass this idea that praying is actually something as opposed to just speaking words, but that no, that you go before, that you actually offer transformation because of what we do. So because of what we say, because of our dancing and our wailing and our praying and our (laughs) blessing water and all of the different things that we might do. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Amen.